or welcome back if you listened last week you are listening to the virtually legal podcast and this is episode two where we're going to be talking about effective networking kind of some of the do's and don'ts and just how to get to grips with it because it's a skill that you're probably going to need all through your career um so first off i just wanted to do some housekeeping things If you haven't already noticed, maybe you listened last week, our sound quality should be much improved because Abby and I have both invested in some microphones. So if the podcasting venture fails, we can maybe venture into ASMR. Not too sure. (laughs) (laughs) We can give it a go. Um, So one of the first things we wanted to talk about um, or just like set out was the fact that um, we're going to be talking today about in-person networking. We're going to do a separate session on kind of online networking through platforms like LinkedIn. And equally, we're focusing today on networking at kind of open days and insight evenings and things, as opposed to networking at a law fair, because although there is a lot of overlap, we kind of think that they're two different skills and should be approached yeah yeah they're a bit different and they should be approached differently so we wanted to separate them out into two podcasts um so i'll kick off okay what is networking and why is it so important so basically networking is it's quite straightforward when you think about it it's just interacting with other people exchanging information and developing and expanding your professional contracts contacts even um so that sounds super straightforward I I appreciate that it is actually super daunting. Um, Terrifying. Yeah, anxiety inducing, you might say. But it is a skill that you will need all throughout your career. So be that with other lawyers, maybe you're part of like trainee groups um, in the city that you're working in. Or it's also really important when you're developing professional relationships with clients. So the sooner you can start doing it and getting to grips with it and finding out what you do and don't like about it, the better. Um, so speaking of why you do and don't like it, Abby, why why does networking make your skin cruel? I actually have no idea why, but I just every time I walk into a networking room, I just get this sudden sense of fear. It's just so awkward. And I'm I'm quite a good person. Like, I'm quite confident in situations like this. But I don't know. I walk in. I think it's maybe the professional environment, a big law firm. You don't know anyone in the room. And you just get this sense of imposter syndrome. I'm literally looking around at what everyone's wearing and thinking, wow, I should have wore that. I shouldn't have wore this. And I just second guess everything I know about myself and everything I know about law. So... Yeah, I'd say we're both quite chatty and then sometimes when you're put in that environment, this person that may be presumed to be quite extrovert can suddenly become really shy and like, like a oh god, I, just, I don't know how to I don't know how to approach this at all and everything feels so alien. I honestly it is a weird phenomena because you open days, obviously it's such a great place to get to know a firm, but until you're being your like yourself you actually can't get the gist of whether you're going to like them or fit it, fit into their actual culture. So it's actually so disheartening and unbeneficial to walk in and be nervous and not be yourself. I definitely think trying to get around the awkwardness is just is a great place to start. It's just researching the firm before you go and actually having a purpose of why you are there. I know I went to 
a quiz night last a couple of years ago at our Owen Mitchell and we walked in and I just sort of saw it as like a quiz night and we'd have a bit of fun obviously I wanted to get to know trainees and the culture but I didn't sort of come set with enough questions that I could actually get a better understanding of the firm and also yeah like you kind of attended but you didn't like get as much out of it as you maybe could yeah the I think obviously quizzes and then you don't know your stuff obviously we've all got better of that through this covid situation anyway so the next quiz event i actually won the quiz that was my first ever quiz i've ever won um can't say i've won any during lockdown but um do you think that was like their first stage of the application process was like we'll put all the trainees in a room and see how much common sense they've got (laughs) yeah general knowledge is not my forte um but if I turned up, I know, with a bit more of a sense of purpose, had almost... Obviously, you don't want to plan your questions too much because you want it to be organic and you want to be flexible to alter your conversation. But I think, like, in fu- in the future networking events that I went to, having a set of que- questions just made me feel more confident and less more like, ah, you know that question when they're like, oh, so tell me about yourself or... Something yeah, interesting about you. Yeah, if you can you. prepare, like, a little spiel about yourself, that's super useful spiel. to do. <laughs> Sh- spiel? Spiel? I don't know if there's a correct <laughs> way to say it. But, you know, just if you can say, like, your name, your university, and then I think something that's always really good to say when you're doing that introductory bit is why you're there, because people can often latch on to that. So, you know, like oh, um, I really want to put in an application, but I wanted to find out this beforehand. Yeah, just do that extra bit of research. Put your, Set yourself above the bar or above the rest of the other applicants in the room. And I guess I find the best way to do this is obviously open an application um, form first before you turn up, if you can, if it's available. And also look at um, the law firm's key competencies. So obviously you're walking into a room, and I know especially grad recruitment focus on these competencies, and they're looking for applicants with them. So if you can try and possess them, for example, communication skills is such an important competency, and to just make sure you present yourself in a way that you're actually communicating your ideas obviously if you've researched and partly prepped your questions you're going to come across a bit more planned coherent so I just think it's a good place to start look out for competencies and then you can sort of research further from there yeah I think like doing a bit of research at the start is really is really important um and also be mindful that like depending on the kind of event it is it's very likely that you're going to be talking to different people and you should maybe tailor your questions to who you're talking to so for instance if you're chatting to a partner you might want to talk to them about more strategic things if you're talking to a trainee that's a good that's a good opportunity to find out about like the culture and what you're going to be doing day to day and the kind of tasks that they get up to um similarly if you're chatting to grad recruitment you can ask specific questions that aren't immediately available on their website about the application process you know do they hire on a rolling basis things like that um so yeah don't like don't like follow a set routine of questions or have things that you feel like you have to get through because I think that can make conversation come across a little bit unnatural 
and I'm sure as you get going you will just get into your flow a little bit with it um but it is good I think just to put yourself at ease um for one thing and also feeling like you come away from it and you haven't just attended something and you're not just patting yourself on the back for having gone but it's actually passed you by if you can actually get something out of the event and extract a bit of value then it will have been really worth your time yeah it shouldn't just be a tick box exercise like you could go to a hundred events and only really engage and participate in 10 you might as well have just gone to the 10 and I know especially with specifically sorry with what did you just say aesthetically I don't actually know (laughs) I know especially with research if you research a firm it just means you're not falling back on the questions that everyone asks or you can find out on the website because like we said it is a bit of a waste of your time not that you come across stupid or silly it's just more that you're not actually gaining anything from the events and you're not being able to just ask about a recent deal like if you research oh one of the i know a partner's coming to the event look up what recent deals they've been involved in and see if you can ask a bit more about that is that specifically what you like to do Um, yeah it just makes it so much work more worth your time i think so so find out things that are like will be genuinely valuable to you and I'd say don't don't worry about what everyone else is doing you know if you want to ask a question and you you know aren't able to find it through a quick google search it's worth asking don't bother asking yourself oh my goodness someone else might ask this question and then I don't come across super authentic like the same question can be a good question even if five people are asking it like the number of people asking it doesn't detract from it being a good question and you getting something out of it so I'd say don't let that be a barrier to you engaging in conversation don't think that you have to come up with something like super novel and impressive Mm. um sorry my voice is like breaking (laughs) (laughs) obviously I know with lots of these questions the ideal situation is that you're going to be talking to a partner trainee grad recruitment one-on-one but obviously we all know this doesn't happen the amount of times I've been talking to someone in like a mini group and then you know when you want to like change groups try and change the conversation you go off and get a drink and then you're tasked with the premise of sort of like filtering your way reintegrate yourself yourself into the group but I personally find again use the word again but daunting because you're sort of you don't want to cut in in, or get involved you don't want to cut someone out or get involved no it's a hard balance to strike between um like being assertive and confident but not just like standing in front of someone yeah you want to obviously you don't just want to stand there and linger over there and linger (laughs) and not add anything to the conversation like we I was thinking about this earlier and I was thinking what's the best way to enter into a group and maybe it is just to go up sort of have a little smile to someone else make eye contact with someone yeah make eye contact sort of you have to obviously you have to read the room but networking (laughs) is all about reading the room and it is obviously such a hard thing to pick up on people's body language but facial expressions can really help you out and I know we obviously talked about this last week about how we're going to have to pick up on people's facial expressions so much more now since it's all online but these still these 
factors still come in so handy in real life and actual 3D conversations as such because you yeah, can learn definitely. so much from a little smile or just you don't want to seem cold. If you give... I, it's that sort of you walk down the street and you smile at someone and they wave back. It's just that human interaction and I think that says a lot about someone if you can actually participate and add to the conversation not only with meaningful conversation but also with a meaningful presence. Yeah, I think I think that is it's a really good and really simple little tip to if there is a group of people and you want to go and speak to someone in that group maybe they've just maybe you like you know who they are you know something that a deal that they've just been involved in they've just finished um a speech to you or something like that um i yeah a really good trick is i think to just catch the eye of someone else in the group and smile at them and they'll probably smile back and that just always makes me feel reassured and kind of like okay here my presence here in this group is kind of validated and then if you if you can kind of warm to maybe one person they might even ask you a question and kind of more directly invite you into the group so I think that's a really simple way to kind of break into that another tip I've heard actually um which is it's more to do with when you first arrive because personally I always like to go to these events by myself because I think otherwise it's too easy just to stick with like someone else that you come with and it doesn't really force you to get the most out of the networking I don't find so I like to go by myself but then it is always really daunting if you arrive and you don't know anyone there um and a tip I've heard which I actually I think would be really effective is pay someone a compliment um, I was at an insight evening recently and they spoke about this trainee that they knew that did this and would start a conversation with someone and go oh I, li- I really like your tie or something like that and that's just a really simple icebreaker and if you give someone a compliment I mean unless they're like unless they're really odd they're not going to turn around and tell you to go away they'll probably be quite flattered and want to talk to you um it's so only not that the was conversation a nice way to, like, sorry, on more of a personal level as well, rather than just obviously networking, it's all about building these professional relationships. But you also think about it, all these people, applicants in the room, whether they're trainees, your law, your fellow law students, business students, anyone you know, they could be your future clients. So if you can sort of make your mark by being the nice person, obviously you also want to be seen as intellectual, but everyone if someone's friendly and nice to you, you remember those people. And yeah, and you might end up like seeing them at an assessment centre or something. And again, you just walk into another room and then that sudden fear just falls away because you feel comfortable. And if you've presented yourself in a nice enough manner, they should like you. And if they don't, then that's on them. That's not on you. But I also think it's important to note, because obviously we're talking about coming in, like we were saying, you should pr- prepare questions and turn up almost like with research a purpose and questions but I do think it's also important if you're in group situations don't feel the need to ask your question don't become transfixed don't become so focused and closed-minded on the questions that you prepared that you're not actually getting involved and engaging in the conversation that other people are talking about because that's where you can leave an impression on a partner if you're actually engaging in conversation and having if you're being like an active listener and you're taking note of what people are saying and then responding to that 
yeah exactly it's, it's not it's way more effective than just like showering someone with questions yeah because i could i can always tell if someone's talking to me and they're not concentrating on what i'm saying you can kind of just see in their eyes that they're like waiting for them to say what they've been sat on for a while and i just kind of think oh just i can't be bothered with this conversation if you would just kind of rather have it with yourself because you're clearly more concerned about what you're saying next than listening to me exactly it's all about creating this like friendly environment conversation and also you're going to learn I always think obviously you have questions to ask and you're going to learn from your questions but other people's questions can be just as valid and they may have not thought some thought about something that you you didn't and you can always email afterwards or follow up on LinkedIn about the other questions you didn't ask but you can't you will never know someone else's question unless you let unless you hear it Mm, yeah definitely um yeah touching on actually following up we were going to talk about that next week but once you have kind of um maybe like maybe you've had a really good conversation with someone you feel like you've got a lot out of it don't be afraid to ask for their contact details be that linkedin or an email um and then follow it up so we're like i said at the start of the podcast we are going to do a separate podcast on networking online so i'll leave it there that just once you've made a connection in person definitely don't be afraid and it's always a good idea to follow it up afterwards online it's not as simple as you leave the room you may yeah you like don't physically just, you leave don't the just room, like but you shouldn't off. you should still leave your presence and you should still you should leave to... your presence <laughs> <laughs> that's so intense <laughs> you should leave a presence but no you obviously want someone to remember you and i think the big thing do you mean about leave your... an impression yeah leave an impression you should leave, leave an impression. presence <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Maybe it's a good place to stop there. <laughs> um, one one final thing that yeah we wanted to talk about was um, when you leave the room, don't don't switch off. Like if you're um, maybe you're like walking to the train station or something with some people you met with the event, keep those conversations up. Don't just become really stony faced as soon as you leave the room because that's not really the point. And also, the more you practice this skill of networking and like presenting yourself in a certain way. Um, and asking these kind of questions the more comfortable you're going to get with it um so maybe like try and attend more informal events to get used to doing it be that like if you're going to a careers meeting or you might even just be more comfortable with something organized by your uni um practice these skills everywhere and don't just like see it as something you have to switch on and switch off as soon as you enter like the doors of a firm um I actually one time when I was coming back from some work experience in London it was raining and I got on the guy with this train and I think I made a comment about the rain because I'm one of those people that like mm-hmm. just chats to you on public transport I'm probably really annoying <laughs> um but we, en- we just up- want to put their headphones in and switch off and Molly's <laughs> yeah, chatting about I'm, whatever I'm just there trying to talk about the weather with anyone that'll listen um but no we ended up chatting and he actually ended up being the partner at a firm in London and I got his contact details and I think wow if I hadn't well there (laughs) but if I hadn't have been prepared to um have that conversation and do that little bit of networking and not see it as something that's exclusively reserved for those events then that wouldn't have come about yeah 
I yeah no I agree and also you've got to think about stuff like this if you continue to practice your networking like throughout the years not just in professional environments but also just when you see your friends or in new unaware almost social situations that you find yourself in when you finally go to your dream firm and you have this insight day you'll be fully prepared and it will just like we said you will actually be able to leave a good impression leave a good impression okay i think we'll wrap it up there so we just wanted to end today's session with a couple of key takeaways so the first one is do your research slash go with a plan of things you want to find out the more prepared you are the more relaxed you'll feel and it'll help you get the most out of the event number two is don't worry about asking novel questions if you've looked at the application, done some research and still feel like there are gaps in your knowledge or things you want to find out, questions on those areas will be valuable to you and that's what's most important as opposed to like comparing yourself to other people. The third and final thing is be friendly because first and foremost people will want to be reassured that you're someone they can work with on a daily basis. Try not to see it as a room full of people you're competing against but instead think that these people could be your future colleagues. Changing your mindset in this way will help you become more personable and approachable and will also probably help put you at ease. So that's everything for today's episode. If you like what you heard or you want to get in contact, then please follow us on LinkedIn or contact us on virtuallylegalpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening and look out for our next episode in two weeks' time.